Hey everyone, I'm L. Jones, host of An Average Fan Podcast and the In-N-Out Hoops Podcast. You can find these shows currently streaming right now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Number one rule, continue, and always remember to rate, like, and subscribe to get notifications on when new episodes are out. Now everybody, the moment you've been waiting on. The show. You are now listening to the In and Out podcast hosted by L. Jones. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Welcome back. In and Out Hoops podcast, your host, L. Jones. Man, last night was great NBA action wise, man. A lot of playoff implications about last night. Tonight, it's even more crucial, y'all. We got good games tonight. We're going to discuss some stuff that happened last night. Um, talk about that. Doc Rivers' comments about the MVP race being over. Three games left in the season. It seems like a blur. But I love it. I'm enjoying it. Wouldn't have it any other way, y'all. Wouldn't have it any other way. So, as we unpack this. Y'all just stay patient. Just stay patient with us as we unpack all this. A lot of information kind of give out to you guys. So, hey, let's just get into it. Uh, Thank you. And always remember, right? We thank you for listening. But always remember to rate, like, subscribe. Share the podcast. Please rate it. Helps with the growth. Helps with the continued growth. Three games left in the NBA regular season, y'all. Some teams only have two games left, um, but for the most part, probably about a good 80% of your NBA teams, three games left on the schedule. Oh, man, this is NBA with their own March Madness. You got to love it. So um, one thing I kind of looked at and I was kind of shocked by was the fact that can you can you all believe that we don't have a 60 win team this year? Milwaukee has 3 games left. They're sitting at 57 wins. But we do not have a 60 win team. It seems as as if the league has really become more competitive. We're getting a lot more parity. Um has there ever been a year where your favorite team didn't seem like the favorite team? Now I know you'll hear um, those say things as if like Milwaukee's going to win the championship or Boston's definitely going to win the championship, but do they really feel like a favorite, especially since one of them would cancel each other out? Is there another team in the Eastern conference that could possibly make it tough for them? Like when you think about the West, your top two teams are Denver and Memphis, and not even they are considered your title favorites. So this is definitely a uh, different year uh, when it comes to NBA-wise, but I-, I love it. I love it. I mean, a lot of people do not like NBA basketball, but I don't know. I love it, so that's all that matters. So let's get into last night's action, right? We had the Celtics taking on the Sixers last night. Celtics. Dropped that one in Philly, 101-103. Um, no Jalen Brown playing in this one, so make much about that as you want to. The leading scorer for Boston 
was one Derek White, 50% from the field. We all know who the leading scorer was for Philly. Joel Embiid dropping a big 52 points. Big 52, right? 39 minutes, 52 points, 20 of 25 from the field. Listen, that's the type of stuff that people love to see, right? This is the type of stuff that I have people vote for you when it comes to MVP. Now, Doc Rivers, he shared his thoughts on the MVP race, MVP race, excuse me. As he stated last night, he feels like it's over. Joel Embiid scored over half his team's points. And he said it's over. He he won it right then and there. Beating a good Boston team, albeit without Jalen Brown, but still being able to come away with the win. I just look at the bigger picture. You can call me an antagonist. You can call me a, a hater. Yo, Philly cannot win a seven-game series against a formidable team with this type of point distribution, uh, minutes logged. I mean, I'm just looking at bigger picture here, y'all, because it was a fantastic performance for Joel Embiid. No Robert Williams in the middle for Boston, so he was just eating. He was feasting on Al Horford, poor Al Horford. <clears throat> so when we look at and just watching the game, even though Embiid had those points, look, PJ Tucker, man, toward the end of the game, hit three huge three point shots. They probably don't win that game without those. Joel had it flowing and you know it because Maxie didn't even have double digits. So your point run down, right? Not that it really matters, but it counts to the or towards the overall story. 11 points from PJ Tucker. Tobias Harris gives you five points in 34 minutes. Okay. Um, Joel Embiid, as we talked about, 39 minutes, 52 points. Tyrese Maxie, who they're going to need to really, really up his game in the playoffs. Not that he's not up to his game. But they're going to need to really lean on him to kind of make Joel and James's job a little bit easier. He had five. He had, excuse me, yeah, he had five points in 40 minutes. Not a great shoot night for him from the field. And then James Harden played 40 minutes last night, uh, 10 assists, 20 points. So, and you kind of look at that kind of funny, too, because you're like, ugh. Um I don't like plus minuses all too much, but he was a minus for it. And that's James Harden. Joel Embiid, 12 for 13 from the free throw line. Outside of that, James Harden was 2 or 2 from the free throw line. So think about this, y'all. Joel Embiid, most free throw attempts. That, that's, only, that's only right, right? Okay. So then you have James Harden with 2. And Reed coming off the bench, he had 1. So nobody else went to the free throw line at all. <laughs> it's stuff that you kind of can't have going forward. Uh, and you look at the bench, you only get 10 bench points. Now, uh, when we look at Boston, 
Boston had better distribution out. Malcolm Brogdon outscored Philly's bench by itself, 18 points, okay? Brogdon is going to be huge for Boston in the playoffs. I'm just going to throw that out there. All five starters for Boston, they they scored. And this is why you can kind of see them as being this complete team because, as I stated, there's no Robert Williams, right? And there last night there there was no Jalen Brown. Robert Williams is key in what they do as a team, especially defensively. So this is a good win for Philly. Um, probably does wrap up Joel Embiid getting this MVP. I just want to see him carry that momentum going forward into the playoffs because it's going to get a lot tougher. And they're going to need that 52 almost at least once or twice every series, depending on what you get from James Harden. But nevertheless, that was a great basketball game last night to watch. Y'all got treated to that one. Uh, just They were just able to really pull away late and get the big dub. So shout out to the Sixers. Moving on. Big games last night. Big games. Big games. All right. Kings, Pelicans. Big because we're talking about playoffs. We're talking about seeding, right? New Orleans drops this when they fall to 40 and 39 on a year. Um, Sacramento moving to 48 and 31, clinching the Pacific Division. They, that was huge for seeding because it now drops New Orleans a full game back of the Lakers. All right. Um, so, not only does that drop them back, but Minnesota is only a half a game, a half a game behind New Orleans now. And it's key. Um, things are looking a little optimistic. There's no timetable for uh, Zion's return. Uh, but the main question is, missing as much time as he has, how much can he contribute to them, especially in the stretch run? The reason, another reason why this game was huge is because Minnesota handled business in Brooklyn beating the Nets uh, 107 to 102. So that was a game in which we saw Ant Edwards get him a nice poster dunk. Okay. And this happens to be back to back 40 win seasons for the Timberwolves. So shout out to Pat Bev and that culture. He brought up to Minnesota because they just kept it going, right? Got to throw that out there. Dinwiddie, 30 points for Brooklyn. Um, boy, they missing him in Dallas. Can't tell no lies. So that was a big, that was a huge game last night. Playoff seeding. I told y'all last night, big games, big games. Uh, when we look at some other ones, the Rockets, they beat the Nuggets. This game is huge because it just, it confirms what, I was speaking about a little bit earlier, right? How can we trust Denver in the playoffs, that top seed, which don't nobody really fear? You drop a game to the Rockets. Now, granted, it's the end of the season. Um, this is just a game that you kind of, you have to have. You have to have if you're Denver. Um, and you lose by 21? You lose by 21? That's a game that everybody's looking at like, dang, Jokic. And B really might have sealed that on you on that night. So you can't drop. Houston's been Houston's been catching fire against some teams, right? 
But this is just a team when you look at it. If Jokic isn't on this game, what's going on? And everybody, Jamal Murray just came back this season, right? He is still not the same from the ACL. We're seeing similar things that we saw in Klay Thompson, right? Everybody dogging Clay last year about how he's just not the same. And, of course, you're not going to be the same when you come back off of that injury. But then the counter argument is Kevin Durant. The counter argument is Kevin Durant. Phoenix has not lost with Kevin Durant in the lineup, 7-0. They win last night. But that's the counter argument. But even him, it took him some time to come back, right? But we see he's back. So, Moving forward, going back to Denver, talking about Denver, Jamal Murray. What does that really say about Denver and their chances in this playoff, especially with some veteran present teams um, who are below them, who just they really want that matchup with Denver? That's scary when you're the number one seed and teams cannot wait to go against you. Something to think about, because it was never like that back in the past. It, was, it wasn't even like that recently in the past. But that just speaks to, as I alluded to earlier, the parody we have. Warriors pull away from the Thunder in the game that the Thunder needed to have. Because when we're talking about seeding, that dropped them now to two full games behind Minnesota with three games remaining in the regular season and now only a half of game ahead of Dallas. One full game in the win column, but just a half a game overall. They have the same number of losses. So Dallas is not out of it yet, and we did hear reports earlier this week speaking about how Dallas was thinking about shutting down Kyrie Irving and Luka. Speaking of Luka, I find it odd. And I guess Tim Hardaway Jr., he might have snuck and listened to the podcast or somebody told him, Something I might have said. But he came out and basically said that you don't get rid of Dinwiddie. You don't get rid of Dorian Finney-Smith and bring in Kyrie. This team doesn't have a leader. And that was one thing I stated. That was one of my one of my points in my last pod. That Luka, even though he's great, even though he puts up numbers, even though he is a master on offense, he is not a leader. He has not developed that skill set yet, and it's fine because he still has time to do that. But it's different when people rally around you because you're a leader versus people rallying around you because you score the most points on the team, like you do everything, right? So when you look at this team and – you know, social media, they, they reacted, right? I mean, come on, Tim Hardaway. You, you mean your son was out last year and we made it farther? Like, that's neither here nor there. We're not going to take any shots on him. But what he's saying is it's 100% true. It's 100% true. You got to look at it through the lens as a hooper, right? Who is the leader on Dallas? Where is that leader? And this is where you really start to look at Jalen Brunson. Here again, we're talking about the same points. Don't really like to do this, but here you go talking about Jalen Brunson. He really brought more to the table than I think people realize. Not only giving Luka breaks, but he actually was that leader. If you think back to that Sun Series last year, 
Brunson had some moments where it was just like, dog. And you could see offensively he has some of that same thing that Drew Holiday can bring to that Milwaukee Bucks team, especially like when Middleton was out. Like think about what Drew Holiday was doing this year. As much as we love Giannis for MVP and people are talking about that, where would they have been without Drew Holiday this year? That's even more huge to think about. So Dallas still has an outside chance, obviously. It looks like the Lakers could probably lose the last three games and just be in the 10th spot. So you can statistically say that they've went ahead and secured their spot in the playoffs. Um, or at least in the play in, not off. They're not about to play off, not yet. So going back to last night, Speaking about them Lakers, 135-133 final in overtime. Game shouldn't even went to overtime, man. You got a 10-point lead late in the fourth. You shouldn't. Those woes, man. Those woes. LeBron dropping 37 on them. Kelly Olenek, 23 points. 70% from the field. He was doing his thing. Hey, man. LeBron James went 6-6 six six from the free throw line. Word on the street is, word on the street is, y'all, since he didn't came back, this man only missed like two free throw shots. That's a word on the street. I don't know. But I know that was one of his biggest glaring weaknesses that he had. No free throws. Horrible. But you like what you're seeing out of this Laker team? Um, We can nitpick and say, man, they struggle with Utah. We knew it was going to be tough. I knew it was going to be tough for them going to Utah. Like I said, he struggles playing in Utah. Okay, but he had 37 points in 38 minutes. AD played 42 minutes. Yee. <laughs> Man, hey, if the Lakers are really trying to make it to the playoffs, playing AD Knowing his injury history, like this is why you hate to as a team or you really don't want to as a team get yourself behind the eight ball to start the season. Because in a stretch where you can kind of give some guys a blow, they're fighting to stay alive. And this is a guy who has like one of the most talked about injury histories that we know when we talk about sports players and playing him 42 minutes the night before you have like arguably this is the biggest game of the season right now. And we'll get into that in a few playing him this many minutes. Yo, it's kind of like driving with low oil, right? That's dangerous. Hoping for the best for him, obviously, man. But just looking at data, just looking at trends, everything you hate to see that. Schroeder and, and Austin Reeves, dude, 42 minutes apiece. They played huge, y'all. Let's get into some plus minuses. There was only one starter for the, for the Lake show that was a minus, and that was LeBron James, mainly because he had them five turnovers. But plus four, Anthony Davis, plus four. Jared Vanderbilt, plus four, Dennis Schroeder, plus 10, team high, Austin Reeves. Dude is, y'all, dude, dude, dude's on some Caitlin Clark right now, right? 
Last night, he gave us 28 points. He outscored AD, y'all, 28 points, 4-7 from 3, 6 assists, 8-13 from the field. And he plays defense, right? Ruri, Hachimura, 25 minutes, 7 of 11 from the field, 17 points. Great defense, good energy. Yo, this is why I can see why people are now on the Laker hype train, right? They, The Lakers are a team in which, let's just be honest, they got, you have, you have that Peter faith, right? The faith of Peter with the Lakers, right? You got to see it before you really can believe it. We just know they've been very, very good um, post-trade deadline. But when you actually look at it, look at them defensively. Like, Hachimura is playing defense. Vanderbilt is playing defense. This helps LeBron. This spells LeBron because you're talking about two forwards who can go out there and maybe lock and tie down and chase and tire down some other star forwards, right? Troy Brown Jr., your starting lineup last night of A.D., Vanderbilt, James, Schroeder, and Reeves. We're doing this without D'Lo, y'all. Okay? They have become a deep team, and how do I know that? Lonnie Walker was balling earlier this year. He ain't getting no playing time. I would like for them to get Cole. Cole up from the G League. Can he, can he get some run, right? Spell some guys. Um. Hopefully, Bomba will be back soon if you're a Laker fan. So, Lake Show, they really... They really uh pulled out the stops last night, but they got a big game tonight. There's no doubt about that. This is this is arguably their game. And y'all look, when we talk about this being their game, right? This is what I mean. This is what I mean. So right now, currently in the Western Conference, the sixth seed are the LA Clippers. The seventh seed are the LA Lakers. They face off tonight. This is a big game. They're both coming in at 41 and 38. The tale of two cities, right? When you look in the mirror, what does the reflection say? When we talk about home records, would you believe that both teams are 21 and 18? When we talk about away records, would you believe that both teams are 20 and 20? What? In the conference, right? Conference record. The Clippers are 24 and 25. The Lakers are 25 and 24. Okay, Clippers are losers of their last two coming in five and five in their last 10 L.A. coming in streaking winners of four straight seven and three over their last 10. This is a huge game for the Lakers. Huge. Right. They lose this game. Okay, because let's let's get in. Let's get into tonight's standings. Let's get tonight's scores getting games games. Look, I'm excited. I'm all over the place. (laughs) Let's get into tonight when we look about tonight. Okay, so if you're a Laker fan, you're, you're scoreboard watching. Grizzlies taking on the Pels. You're hopefully you're hoping that the Grizzlies will take out the Pels, right? Kings taking on the Mavericks. This is another tough game for Dallas, right? So with that being said, when you look at these these standings, if New Orleans is able to drop that one. With Minnesota not playing, Minnesota staying 40 and 40. The Lakers will go to 41 and 39 and still stay in that seventh spot. But the Clippers would then rise above Golden State and they will go to 42 and 38 with the win. 
But with the L.A. win tonight, that would drive the Lakers to 42 and 38. That would put them. That would put them in the fifth seed. Y'all, I'm not crazy. Look, it will put them in the fifth seed. The Lakers would be in the fifth seed, y'all. I'm not making this up. It's hard to believe, I know. The L.A. Lakers will be the fifth seed. You're like, L, what are you talking about? So we do know that <clears throat> the Lakers have the head-to-head over the Golden State Warriors. Golden State Warriors currently right now are locked in to that five seed. Um, but when we actually go back and we look at these standings right now, they will both be tied for forty with 42 wins and 38 losses. But they would just be that one. This would be huge. Talking about a Lakers team that started the year at two and ten, right? You know, and I said this on my last pod. There is gonna be some high energy in this game. And why is that? We got Russell Westbrook. We got his former team. We got all the narratives. We got Kawhi. We got LeBron. And the Lakers have not beaten the Clippers since the bubble. This would be huge for the Lakers. This would, in a in a sense, this is a game seven for them, in my eyes. And I don't, pressure is not a real thing, okay? I'm just going to go ahead and say that. Um, pressure is not a real thing only because you have to not know what you're doing to be in a pressure situation, right? When that situation comes and you don't know what to do, that's pressure. But that's just my take on it, right? That's just me. That's just me. But not saying this is a pressure-like situation for the Lakers, but this game is huge. Because the playoffs, we know, hypothetically, is full of pressure. But this game is huge. No Paul George. This is your time. L.A. Lakers, if you're for real, this is your time. They lose this game. It's going to be a lot of doubt, right? So I'm going to be like, oh, okay. They might give somebody some trouble in the first round, but they're out. Now, do they play chess tonight? And what I mean by chess is if they get that five seed and they hold on their last couple of games, Yo, that's a tough matchup either way, right? Even if they get the sixth seed, I think it's a tough matchup going up against Sacramento, which is how well they can shoot the three ball and then that they're younger. They're un- they're inexperienced, but I've seen an inexperienced team win the NBA Finals, i.e. I- see your Golden State Warriors in 2015 who had never been there, and they did it. Um, So Mike Brown has those guys believing. They'll be a tough out, no doubt, but – It'll be great for the Lakers to get that as a six seed. Just for the simple fact that you get to stay in California. You don't have to do a lot of traveling. You can do some resting, keep guys fresh, but it'll be a tough series. No doubt that could go seven easily. It'll be an instant um, Sacramento LA classic. Like we were used to when Bibby and Weber and Vladi, Shaq, Fox, Kobe, Y'all, this is just giving me the chills. It's nostalgia, nostalgia, okay? So, this game is huge. It, it, it's it's huge. Like, I can't emphasize that enough when I'm talking about this. So, do they play chess? 
Y'all, that's the point. Do they play chess? Do they drop this game, right? Do they sit AD? Does D-Lo not play? Because I, I feel like who plays tonight is going to show you the intention of what the Lakers are trying to do going forward. If you have all three of those guys out there in which, hey, newsflash, just like the Suns have not lost with Kevin Durant, when D-Lo, Bron, and AD play, they have not lost a game together. So if we get D-Lo playing tonight, we get AD playing, and it was said weeks ago that AD would play in this game, knowing it was a back-to-back, coming off of 42 minutes, because guess what? They have no other big. This looms large, y'all. This looms large. So do they drop this to avoid playing that first round matchup against the four seed Suns? Because that you don't want to make it to the playoffs the way that they did and then get bounced first round. Now, Channing Fry is probably the only person outside the Lakers team that feels like they couldn't beat that they, they can beat Phoenix. Everybody else says if the if the Lakers meet Phoenix, goodbye. They're out. Right. And not and that's understandable. Like you can see why why that's being said, but this is a big game for them. And it it would say a lot for Rob Palinka. It'd probably save his job. Um it makes it possibly even a bigger attraction, right? Free agents next year. Lakers, they actually on the up and up. Like we thought this was honestly a dead franchise. And it was just a bad fit of Russell Westbrook. He's still balling. Now, does Russ press tonight? Because if it was really bad blood, we might see Russ press a little bit. This will be a game when you check your phones in the morning. If you ain't watching it, this is going to be the first thing you're looking for. Like, okay, who won this game? So, huge, huge game. Huge game for the Lake Show. Uh, they need this in a big way. And it, it gets even tougher for them because guess what? We'll get a preview. If they win tonight and they jump to that five seed, we'll get a preview. We're going to see. We're going to see. Who who we going to see? We're going to see them on Friday play the Suns. And then they end their season against the Jazz. So the ball is really in their court. Everything they want to achieve, everything they want to do, get done, it's right in front of them. They just got to go out and do it. Kings got the Mavs, y'all, Grizzlies, Pels, the Bulls taking on the Bucks, Raptors, Celtics, Hawks, Wizards, Pacers, Knicks, Nets, Pistons. That's your lineup for tonight's games. Big basketball, big time play, that time of year. This has been your host, L. Jones, In and Out Who's Podcast. Continue to rate, like, and subscribe. Spread the word about what we talk about. You never know. You might hear somebody even more famous talk about some of the same points I'm making now. It's been real. We out.